0: It's the Bet McLean football show from Cool FM. Joining Stephen Beacon and myself this week from Lauren Fouad Sule and also Kyle McLean from Linfield. Gentlemen, you're very welcome to the show. Uh, Beko, good to see you. Before we got on the Irish League matters, let's talk Northern Ireland. And what a difference a week makes. We had an incredible result um, against the Netherlands and then against Germany. Well, not so
1: good. Put it like this, Pete. The German match, in the great scheme of things, didn't matter that much. Northern Ireland were missing some key players. Stuart Dallas was out. Johnny Evans was out. Gavin White was unavailable. So was Jamal Lewis. Germany just turned it on. Serge Gnabry was outstanding, but it won't have any bearing on the playoff. The playoff is in March. It's against Bosnia away from home. And if Northern Ireland win that, and I believe they're capable of doing so, they could play the Republic of Ireland in the playoff final. Imagine that. That will just be incredible.
0: Yeah, um, we can't not mention the Germany match without talking about Michael Smith's goal,
1: which was an absolute peach. Well, I think we inspired him because he was a guest on the show last week. (laughs) So I was delighted for Michael, he's a brilliant lad and his strike was sweet as a nut and hopefully he can do that in the playoffs as well. The interesting
0: thing coming up now is how Michael O'Neill manages obviously Stoke and managing the international job Um, and then the IFA obviously have to go about his successor, Mauricio Pochettino?
1: Nah, he's not big enough for Northern Ireland. It has to be someone like Stephen Robinson or Ian Barclough. Um, those two are the favourites at this moment in time. The IFA, they want a seamless transition and um, Robinson or Barclough would give them that. There's no doubt about that. In terms of Michael O'Neill, listen, Michael O'Neill thinks he can do both. He's done all right for Northern Ireland so far, so I'm backing him to do both. If he thinks he can do it, we should trust him. And I agree with you 100%.
0: Right, chance, into the Irish league. Kyle, you're very welcome to the show. Um, talk us through what happened. You came here to Limfield on loan last season. You went back across the water to Scotland. Now you're back and you can't play to January. What's the crack?
2: Yeah, uh, obviously came back on loan last season and then that was on loan, so I went back to St Johnson in the summer. Uh, played a decent bit in pre-season, but you know, I think, I think uh, towards the end of the window, it was clear for all parties, the best uh, scenario was for me to, to go and play football. So leaving on the last day of the window, was uh, was everyone was thinking that I could come and play, uh, but it turns out there was a problem with the registration, and I can't now play until January. So how frustrated are you? Yeah, it's it's frustrating, but uh, no, I'm just it's not that far away now, so I'm just looking forward to getting back playing.
0: Good man, and um, Linfield back to winning ways after that 6 0 drubbing against Dundalk.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, it was important to get back to winning ways and, you know, institution's an easy place to go. So to go up there and went 3-0, you know, it was a really good result for the boys.
0: Yeah, in the, in the post-match, David Haley said, uh, although the result was good, the performance was average.
1: Well, as Kyle well knows, David Healy is a perfectionist. Uh, how have you enjoyed working with him? Yeah, no, I've, I've loved working with David.
2: Uh, Ross and Darren Murphy as well. I've worked with him when I was younger and when I came back on loan, I really enjoyed it. Uh, all three of them have been brilliant with me and, you know,
1: Big reason why you know I came to Linfield in the first place. The midfield is gonna have some competition in it come January. Think of these names. Jamie Mulgrew, Stephen Fallon, Bastian Heary, Andy Mitchell and now Kyle McLean. That's gonna be a tough midfield to get into, isn't it? Yeah. No it's in general, the whole squad, it's, it's a very
2: strong squad, uh, but that's what you want. You want competition for places, uh, and it only brings out the best in everyone, so no, it's, it's good for everyone.
0: And contract extensions this week for the likes of Jordan Stewart, Kirk Miller and Mulgrew?
2: Yeah, three of them have signed, like, there's a couple more as well, uh, but it's, it's good for the club as a whole. Uh, you want to keep your best players and you want to keep adding to it, and as I said, it's good competition for places.
0: You got a winner's medal last year, played 12 games for the Blues, yeah. do you reckon you'll be getting your hands on a winner's medal this year?
2: Uh, I'm not too sure, I think it's too early
1: to say. Uh, the old cliché is, take it game by game, but uh, that's what you have to do. have to say, Pete, Kyle scored the most important goal of the season last time out. Talk us through that late winner against Coleraine. You came from behind, you have won 3-2. I think yours was in the 90th minute and that effectively turned the title your way? Yeah,
2: no, it was, a, it was a, a crazy game. We were 2-0
1: down. Uh,
2: a couple of potentially dodgy decisions but uh, managed to get back into the game with a few chances later on. Uh, you know, thankfully the ball just sort of fell to the edge of the box and ended up hitting and it, it just went in. But it was uh, you know, it was it was a good day, it was a great moment. So you no, know, it was very pleasing. Fiad,
0: you're very welcome to the show. The best cap we have ever had on this show. <laughs> Thank you, mate. <laughs> first up, how's life in Lauren? How, how how you find it living in Lauren first and foremost?
3: Um, it's it's good in the sense that it's uh, very closely knit community and it's a small town so you can just kinda like focus on football and and, that, and that's the main thing you obviously want to do. Like there's no outside there's not much to do outside football over there. Maybe go for a coffee the other time, but it's good because you just kind of like To yourself and just focusing on football. So, from that perspective, I think it's good for me. Anyways, I don't know about other people, but for me, it's good.
0: And so far, so good. In terms of the season so far, um, what do you make of for Llorona
3: and your performances to date? Um, I think the the key word for us would probably be inconsistency. Like we've we actually hadn't haven't had a run of games where we've won many games. Like it's kind of been like a win, draw, lose, and then a win, draw, lose again. But uh, I think that was just the process of finding our feet in the new league, but I think we're along the right track now. Like.
0: Yeah, and in the last three, I mean, it's two wins and a draw and, and a good win uh, awaited in Ghana.
3: Yeah, it was a very good win. It, we kind of showed a different side to our game when we went down to ten men and it was just one of them days you just have to... all football goes out the window and you just have to get the three points and get out of dodge and that's what we did.
0: Whenever we had Mark Randall on the show earlier in the season, um, I, I thought that uh, he was well aware of the league. I don't know, um, obviously he was new. Uh, Now we're so many more weeks on. I'm just curious about the nitty gritty of this league. Uh, What you perceive it to be on the outside I think is very different when you're here. And if I was speaking to him now, I reckon that would be his sort
3: of thoughts. What's what's your take on the league? I I would say definitely like it's, it's, it's not it's not the prettiest sometimes, but it's 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 a very competitive league this year, and there's six or seven teams that are capable of beating each other, and and that's what you want. Like you want a competitive league, and I think we have a competitive one. But in terms of the playing style, obviously it's it's different than to probably what he played and stuff. But um, it's just it's just getting used to it, getting um up to speed with the different types of things that happen in the league but
0: you gotta get stuck in yeah basically you gotta <laughs> get stuck in were you surprised by the Dundalk Linfield result because
3: you obviously played that side for, for a long period of time I I would have said Dundalk would have won by I don't think I would have said by that much um, well, um, Dundalk are, are a top side of from when I played against them they were a top side then and they still are a top side now so I wasn't really too surprised that Dundalk won, but obviously I was shocked at the scoreline, yeah.
1: When you came to Lauren Fouad, you know, it was a surprise that there were so many different players coming in from all over. Um, you had played for Barnet, you'd played down south, you'd done really well in the League of Ireland, but coming to Lauren Football Club, like, how did that happen?
3: Um, I, I, I'm, one of a, I'm a very big believer in everything happens for a reason, and, Obviously, I'm here and learn for a reason, and I don't know the reason yet. But hopefully, I find out in the future. But it was kind of like a bit last minute with the way things happened. I was kind of in the same situation as Carl. I kind of found out late in the day that I wasn't really too much in the manager's plans, and I needed to go. And um, with how late it was, there was other avenues that I couldn't uh, pursue. And learn gave me the opportunity to come and play games. And, when I when when uh, I first went over there it was kind of like a shock to the system, like I said, but getting used to it and the training every obviously they're full time so that was a big advantage and the the players there are excellent top top players and top group of people as well, so it, it it kind of like suited me to the ground anyways.
1: Is the crack good in the dressing room with boys like Marty Donnelly and Davy McDade and um Obviously Tiernan's a brilliant coach and an excellent manager. What's, who's the fun guys in that dressing room?
3: Marty's up there with one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's so witty, it's, it's un, untrue. but um, Now nah, we have a top, top dressing room, one of the best dressing rooms I've been in, in the sense that everyone's together. No, there's no big egos, and everyone's willing to work for each other, and that's what you kind of need.
1: And to be fair, Pete, we've got to say, you are a big hero in the town of Larne, aren't you? You can go nowhere, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> some people
3: say that, but obviously um, the way how closely knit the community is and the town is, um, if you're doing well for the club, people are going to obviously take notice of you and, and like you as a person. So um, it's good like that way, but sometimes it's You just want to like when you're doing your shopping, you just want to get out of dodge sometimes. But somebody, somebody stopping you saying, "Can I get a picture?" And and there's no obviously no issues with that. But sometimes when you're in a hurry, you just you just want to leave. But it's good, it's good town. Is it what you were sold?
0: Lauren Football Club was sold to you. Has it turned out to be what you expected?
3: Yeah, and in every aspect, what I was told was going to happen, what I was told was the plan, and what I was told the direction the club were going in has happened tenfold. Like. Um, sometimes you go to clubs where you're sold a dream, like you say, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and nothing ever happens and then you're stuck there. And But with Lauren, everything that has been said that would happen has happened and it's been very impressive. Like.
0: You've mentioned the competitiveness of the league and it is very competitive. I want all your thoughts on the big story of last weekend and that was the fact that Warren Point beat unbeaten Coleraine.
2: Yeah, I don't think anyone really seen that result coming. Uh, the Colerain players didn't, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but, no, all credit to Warren point. I think, obviously I wasn't at the game, but reports coming from the game, they, they thoroughly deserved it and played well. Uh, but it just shows, even though you probably have six or seven teams that are maybe slightly stronger, anyone can beat anyone in the league and it's, it is very competitive.
0: Barry Gray.
1: Well, Barry I mean, Gray was. I mean, a, it wasn't a great deal for him last week. He was the happiest man in the country to get that result because it, it looked, even though he'd come in and replace Steve McDonald, it looked as if Warren Point were dropping like a stone. And then they pull out that performance. Incredible. Alan O'Sullivan scored a couple of goals. He's a fantastic player. What about their goalkeeper? Yeah, young kid came in, did the business. You know, it was a big call from Barry Gray to, to leave Bert Turker out, but it proved to be the right one, you have to say. And um, now he'll be looking for a run on the side. But listen, Warren Point, it's a fantastic club. The might of volunteers that um, work for that side. It's phenomenal. And I have a lot of time for Warren Point. Now they have to build on this. So, Pete, as for Korean, Oren Kearney will not have been a happy bunny after that result. And he will be looking for a serious reaction from his players.
0: Can you see Warren Point continuing
3: on and, and perhaps beating a few more of the top teams for it? Um... Well, that, that result can only breed confidence and uh, motivate them to... What I'm trying to say is, do you think it's a fluke? I don't think you can ever say in football it's a fluke. But like Kyle said, like, to be fair, what I heard from the, the game was that they deserved it. So if they deserved it, then it obviously couldn't have been a fluke. Maybe it was a case of Coleraine were off their game and Warren Point up their game. But if they deserved it, like, I thought, what was it? 3-1. Three, 3-1, one. Three, one, obviously them. It's not like a 1-0 snatch and grab. It was a 3-1 and uh, they obviously deserved it, I feel, yeah.
0: This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM and 90 Seconds with this week a gentleman who is off on his travels.
1: Certainly is. In honour of Warren Feeney, who is now a manager in Bulgaria. This is 90 Seconds with the main man and it's an international special. This is 90 Seconds with former Northern Ireland international Warren Feeney and this is an international special. Fino, thanks for doing this. Best player played
4: with? Stevie Davis has got a bit. Oh, no, Ferry Boat. I'm going to say Swansea. Sorry, Devo. Toughest opponent? Probably Kellini of Italy. Favourite ground? Parkhead. Worst ground? Probably the old Ninion Park at Cardiff. Best dancer with Northern Ireland? I wish Stevie Davis was a good dancer. Worst dancer? Probably myself. Best fashion sense? Um... Probably Keith Gillespie, because you didn't know what he was going to turn up and he just did not care. (laughs) Worst fashion sense? Worst fashion sense, probably Big Alan Malice, do you remember him? I do, great Yes, Alan Alan turned up one night with horrendous gear on. Best trainer? Um, Probably Keith. Worst trainer? Probably Tony Capaldi. Best football moment? Probably scoring him a debut for Northern Ireland. I remember that. Worst football moment? Um, I used to hate getting beat. It doesn't matter. I didn't have one perfect, but I hated getting beat every game. Team you support? I'm a Hammers fan. Football hero? Probably, it's got to be George Best, isn't it? Or Ali McCoyst. Like Super Ali, eh? Favourite sports star outside of football? Um, I love The Rock, the wrestler. You not to be kidding me. Yeah, not now, obviously, <laughs> with him. Got in the entertainment, but I loved him as a wrestler. <laughs> Favourite TV show? At the minute, I'm in the suits. Really love it. Meghan Markle? Yep. Favourite movie? Scarface. Favourite singer or group? I like Oasis. I'm an Oasis man. Favourite drink? Guinness. Favourite holiday destination? Spain, me. Don't like flying too long. Fino, you've met everyone, but is there anyone else that you would like to meet? Um, I met. Ray all I'd love to meet him again. I love the guy. But no, I'm not one of them people that just doesn't, nothing faces me. Good man, top man, thanks Fino. You're welcome. Into this week's fixtures
0: in the Danske Bank Premiership. Currently stands at Cliftonville at top of the table on 37 points, Coleraine in 35 and Crusaders in 32. It is tight at the top. We will start with a team that has got back to winning ways and that is Limfield Away to Glenavon.
1: Big match for both teams for completely different reasons. Linfield will want to go on a surgeon run of victories now, Pete, to get up that table and um, uh, maybe even be top by Christmas. That will be the plan for David Healy. But going to Glenavon has proved quite difficult for them in the past. You lost 2-0 there last season, Kyle, didn't you? And it was a night game as well. Glenavon, of course, need the points because at the moment, I have to say it, they're in a relegation battle you know there's no other way to put it because they're right down there at the bottom of the table fighting with the likes of Warren Point and Institute and Dungannon so they could do with the points. I just think Linfield are gonna have too much class for them. Shane Lavery played against Germany, came off, the, on the, off from the bench so that'll give him a real boost and uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he went back to his old club and scored a few. Um, I'm gonna go for Linfield to win that one
0: 3-1. Kyle you won't be playing so does that mean he's allowed to give us a prediction? It's up to you. But anyway, what do you think is going to happen?
2: No, I think, obviously, the boys will want to go down there. and uh, It has been a difficult place to go, but they'll want to go and get a result. Uh, but Glen can be a difficult team to play against. Uh, they maybe haven't had the best of starts of the season, but it's always you know a difficult place to go and get a result. So uh, no, hopefully the boys can go and get three points.
0: Uh, Bastien R.E. scored an absolute peach last weekend. What do you make of that? Yeah, it
2: was a great goal. Uh, Bastien... I've joined in training him a few times, he's, he's a great player, he's good with both feet. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's not a surprise that he will not score a goal like that.
0: Right, um, so Glenavon against Linfield. Fuad, what do you think?
3: Um, probably through recent form, I'm going to go with Linfield Linfield as well.
1: How much are you looking forward, Fuad, for, uh, to playing here in a couple of weeks at Windsor Park? Because you haven't played
3: here before. No, nah, I've never played here and obviously there's been good reviews about the ground and obviously till you see it yourself, it's very impressive. Like, I know wasn't the play yeah.
0: OK, Coleraine. Um, Orrin we want to get back to winning ways, taking on Carrick, who can make life difficult.
1: Listen, ask Fuad about Carrick. <laughs> They're a tough team to play, and um, uh, Coleraine will know all about it. For me, this is the first test of Coleraine's title credentials this season. They've just come off the back of a shocking defeat at Warren Point, and now it's time for them to hit back in style. And that's what Oren Kearney will be demanding from his team. Um, Jamie Dlacken played well against Warren Point. By all accounts, he was one of the few to do so. So they'll be looking at him, Ben Doherty, Stephen Larry, um, all those players who have been delivering for most of the season to come up trumps again. And I think it'll be tighter than most people would suggest, but Korean's class should tell 2-1 to Corain, but they'll have to watch out for Stuart Nixon because um, I know he will enjoy playing in that big atmosphere and um, uh, it could be a tasty encounter that one Pete Fair, give us a score prediction
3: um, like you said Carrick can make it very difficult for teams um, and obviously Coleraine would want to make a, a positive comeback from their result in the weekend but yeah I fancy Coleraine to win as well are you giving us a score? 1-0. One, 1-0. Nil.
2: One, nil. Kyle? Yeah, I think after last week, Corian will be looking, you know, come back with a big response. Uh, although Carrick have done well this season. Uh, I can't see past Corian winning, so I'm going to look
0: 3-1. Uh, the crowds will be travelling to Milltown after last week's performance. Warren pointed home to the crews, and the crews get back to winning ways.
1: They did. That was important for them. They won at Carrick with two injury-time goals from Jordan Owens and Jamie McGonagall. So, um, uh, Crusaders were, were falling flat. Um, it was really bizarre what was going on at Seaview. There were just five games. Yeah, they weren't getting results, Pete, and not like them at all. But I think this result will give them the kick up the backside that they need. Going to Warren Point has, got a, has become a whole lot more difficult on the back of that victory for them. I'll be there on Saturday. Um, uh, Tell me this, Pico, you love going to Milltown, right? How do they treat you down there? They treat me like a king. No wonder you're always now, there. <laughs> they're pro- probably the only, the only club that do, by the way. So anyone watching this, um, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, no, Warren are a brilliant club. I have a lot of time for them, but I can't see them beating the crews. I think the crews will win that one, 2-1. Again, don't be surprised if the likes of Paul Heatley, Jordan Owens come up with the goods. They're so, so important to Crusaders.
0: And there you go, that's your free lunch Right, Cash, give us a score prediction.
2: Uh, again, Crusaders very strong team. Uh, I can't really see past them winning, so I'll probably go three one again. Three one Crusaders.
3: Yeah, uh, that's one thing they, they obviously from recent results it's kind of contradicting what I'm gonna say here, but they know how to get results, Crusaders, so I'm gonna I think this is gonna be a good away win for them, maybe a two nil.
0: Right, you don't have to give us a score prediction, but you boys are at home to the Reds on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> obviously, there's a lot of boys in your team who used to play for Cliftonville, but a pretty fiery affair and Cliftonville are riding high playing some amazing football. Um, obviously, you're excited. Um, how do you think Saturday's going to pan out?
3: Um, it's going to be a tough game. Like We played them earlier on in the season and um, it was one of them games where the first team to score would win and they were the first team to score and they won. So. Um, I think we would like to go on a run now, and we're kind of like hungry to do so, and um, as you say, Cliftonville are top of the league for a reason, so it's going to be a good game. Um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we get three points.
2: Alright, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be a a very good game. Obviously, quite a few alarm boys used to be at Cliftonville. Uh, I think it'll be quite high scoring, I'm going to go two each.
0: I really hope it's high score because games of this nature promise so much and sometimes deliver so little. What do you think, Biko?
1: The pressure is suddenly on Cliftonville, Pete. They've gone brilliantly under the radar all season. They've won seven, is it six or seven league games in a bounce and keeping clean sheets galore. But now, whenever they're top of the table, people are starting to look at Cliftonville and think, are they the real McCoy?
0: Well, here's the thing, right?
1: So you're right, they're top of the table.
0: And particularly in recent weeks, Duke Gormley's gone quite a bit and Donnelly's been scoring the goals, so they've even been doing it without Joe scoring.
1: Well, it's true, although um, uh, when Joe doesn't score, you know then the next game he probably will, he's that good, but it's the defence for me, Pete, that has been the difference for Cliftonville this season. Keeping that amount of clean sheets is phenomenal, and Richard Brush in goal has just given the back four so much confidence, and going to Larne, that's going to be one tasty affair, because the last match you played against him was tight, uh, Midfield battle is going to be key as well. For what I would have thought, Um, it's whoever can get the. Both teams like to play. It's going to be an attractive game to watch. I have a sneaking feeling, and it's not because this man is here. I think Larn will beat them. Just have a hunch that um, Larn are starting to come good. They're starting to find their feet in this division, and um, there'll be a big crowd at that match. And I think the home team will see their boys. get a victory. 2-1 to Larne and do um, you uh, think you'll score?
3: Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you scored? <laughs> I don't know, I'm not too used to it but hopefully I can think of something.
0: <laughs> right, the glance at home to Dungannon, and it's safe to say Dungannon. even though and it was weeks back they started off the season with great intentions, they're really in a relegation battle.
1: Pete, if Dungannon hadn't made the start they had, they'd be in serious danger because um, it's just defeat after defeat after defeat. You played them, obviously, at the weekend, um, uh, tight 1-0, but it was just a sloppy mistake at the back which cost Dungannon. Um, uh, and that's the way their, their games have been going recently. Glen Toren, on the other hand, in the league have been very impressive. And um, uh, I think it's at the Oval, I just think Glenn Torn are going to be too good. Robbie McDade, for me, is one of the best strikers in the league. And um, he's from down that neck of the woods. And um, he'd fancy getting a number over his fellow Tyrone men. And I think the Glens will win that one, Pete. I'm going to go 3 1 to Mick McDermott's men.
2: Kyle? Yeah, I think uh, the Glens have been going quite well recently. And uh, Dungallan maybe haven't had the results in recent weeks. So I think Glenn Torn will probably win that one. I'll we'll go 2 0.
3: Um, I'm going to echo what Carl says and I'm going to go for a 2-0 as well.
0: 2-0, okay. Finally, a team that haven't been able to replicate what they've done last season, Balamina and I would imagine David Jeffrey, um, will probably be very frustrated at home to institute.
1: Yes, but there will be concerns amongst the fans that um, all is not well because the results just have been poor. They finished second last season. They,
0: you have to talk about injuries.
1: So. Oh yeah, listen, um, injuries are a key component of why they're not doing so well. But also, David Jeffrey's a brilliant manager, and he'll still be disappointed with the results, regardless of all the injuries that are happening. So this is a massive match for them. And Institute, although they lost 3-0 to Linfield, they're not a team that goes into this game thinking, uh, we're just going to turn up here and lose 1-0. Um, I think it's a tricky one for Balmainer. I might go for a one-one draw there, Pete, and that is not going to do David Jeffrey any favours. Listen, there's no doubt, there's no way that Balmainer are thinking that David Jeffrey's under pressure here. But David Jeffrey will be putting himself under pressure to get results because the guy is a born winner, and he wants to see Balmainer up the table. But um, uh, they just need to maybe stop the rot and get a draw or something and then they can go on a win and run so that's why I think it'll be one each
3: Fuad? I'm going to go for a draw as well um, I think that's a good starting point to kind of kick on again and I'm going to go for a 1-1 as well
2: and final
0: prediction of this week's show
2: uh, I think Balamina might just edge it
1: uh, I'm going to go 1-0 got to ask the boys here title contenders who's going to win the, the league Fuad? if it's not going to be Larn who do you think will it be I, I think it's too early to predict it's
3: it's quite tight up there like um, like there's no one running away with it at the moment um, obviously there are a couple of teams that are doing well but I think it's too early to call
1: Who's impressed you most though? Um,
3: I'd say Cliftonville yeah because I'm not sure what, I think they finished 5th or 6th last year and they, we played against them and it was one of the toughest games I've played this season so I think they've impressed me a lot yeah
1: and you, Kyle, obviously you're going to say Linfield's going to win it, you're but who's, under pressure who's going Are to be sweating? up there? Who's going to be up there? Uh,
2: no, I think, I don't think, as Fouad said, no one's really running away with it. I think it'll be tight. Uh, I think as long as we're there, thereabouts towards the end. Because uh, I think it will go right down to the wire. Uh, but no, Cliftonville have really impressed me this season. They've played some good stuff, but Corian as well. Maybe didn't have the best year last year, but uh, Oran Kearney's went in there this year and really you know, revitalize them and they've, they've been very good.
0: Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Um, good luck this weekend and uh, thank you very much for watching. Enjoy your football and we'll be back with the Bet Team Football Show next week.